In a world where everybody wants to be noticed. A story about one man and his childhood friend, Steve. Steve never knew what was going to hit him on that fateful day. Until it did. He was on the baseball field. When one day... (laughs) He noticed a rile pitch hit him in the side of the head. And he became something he never thought he would be. A professional baseball player. (laughs) Hello, Uh, everyone. Welcome to episode 11 of the Fourth Wall Filmcast. It's episode 11 already? Yeah. Oh, my God. 11 weeks. Remember, you went here last week, traitor. True. Almost one semester. 10 weeks for me. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, how's everybody doing? Good. Mm. Good weeks all around? Yeah. We're your hosts, by the way. Adam Slager. (laughs) Lloyd Williams and Nick Floyd, and um, yeah. So uh, we're just kind of started today out on a goofy note. Is that it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Who lost? Uh, I think uh, Lloyd laughed I first. Think, yeah, I think I you did. did, but I think we all committed until the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. Would you see that movie though? Yeah. No, it ended. No, and he he became a pro baseball player. <laughs> That's a that's a classic Disney story. It's like you get bit by a spider, you become Spider Man. If you get hit with a baseball, you don't become. <laughs> That was great at baseball. That, that was where I was going with it anyway. Oh. Well. What? That he was going to become a professional baseball or some, player? Well, some, he was going to become something. I think if you get hit in the head, you just go into a coma. There, well, not, that could be the plot That's a twist. sad movie. Who's directing the movie? So he wakes up from his coma great he at thinks, sports. No, he, he thinks he's a professional baseball player, and the whole movie, at the end, he wakes up. Oh, it's his dream. Yeah. But he's, cool. not, he's not really awake. It's just like the lifeline. Like, beep. It's and in, the credits. It's in, credits. Inception. Yeah. It is. All right, so movie news, everybody. <laughs> We've all got careers as doing that voiceover stuff. Oh, I, easily. I think. Yeah. It might just be this microphone. It probably is. Yeah. All right, I'm going to stick to not doing that. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you guys take it away. Well, here we go. So Variety is reporting that Ronda Rousey will star in a film based on her autobiography. Now, if you're doing this and the person playing the main character is that actual person do you even need to film anything can't That's you just show it footage becomes of more of a documentary yeah but fake is it going to be her in it yeah oh that's why playing I'm, herself uh, at what for, point, the, for those listeners who don't know who she is uh women's mma champion yeah. undefeated usa recent usa come on boy join us usa Okay, we're never going to get him to do it. That's the Fuck third time. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, so she's great. Most recently in uh, Entourage. Entourage, right? Entourage, yeah. She was pretty good. Yeah, convincing, yeah. believable. She's fi- Listen, I don't want to talk any shit because I don't want her to knock me out in 34 seconds. I think she will always play herself from now on. Well, she was in um, Fast and the Furious. The was first she? one? The f- when, sixth? When we were four? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, the, I didn't the, see that one. One of one of them, and she played a villain. Was she any good? Yeah, I mean her acting. Uh, listen, I'm not. Her acting was good. It was fine. I'm not going to talk any mess. <laughs> it was. It You're was. You're still scared of her. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if you say her name, she shows up and just and knocks beats you, you out. Up? Yeah. <laughs> just a right hook. And then you're out. <laughs> right to the face. Yeah. Yeah, wow. she was great. She was fantastic in Entourage. Stole the show. <laughs> As herself. So good. She'll be great in this movie. She'll be the best character. I don't want her to beat me up. No. So she steals the show in every movie she's in, and she's the best actor of our generation. Best of luck. Yeah. I hope she becomes the next uh, Aubrey. What's her name? The famous oh. one? Audrey Hepburn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. She's on the right track for that, as mm-hmm. it is. Can I, speaking of names like that, can I just say, anytime I see Brie Larson in anything... I, I laugh every time now. Why? I lose my mind. Or Allison Brie. Wait, no. <laughs> both. <laughs> both, anytime I From see both From the first episode, yeah. She's she in, was in something I watched last week. What was it? I don't remember. 21 Jump Street? No. Maybe it was something we watched together. Might have been. She's oh, in a she new was movie. in Trainwreck. No, she wasn't. She's in some. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I'll look it up. But yeah, so Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah, Ronda Rousey. Was Sorry. she in Ant-Man? Cool. No, no, what? no. no. What no. was she in? Either way. Either way. So <laughs> that good was for good. Ronda. Cool. Well done. Um, <laughs> thanks. Next. Next Next headline. <laughs> yeah. Ridley Scott reportedly will be starting Prometheus 2. This, is, next it. Project this is interesting. After to The me. Martian. 
Boo. Because nobody saw this one coming. Like I didn't think it needed. You know a why no one saw this coming is because Neil Blokamp, oh however you pronounce his surname, who did District Nine and Chappie, he's making a new Alien movie. <laughs> a new what? Alien movie. Yeah. He announced uh, it all. Art, like all yeah. the concept Alien, art, yeah. in, the series. Yes, he's making a new official Alien, and he's doing all the concept art, and it's got Scorny Weaver in it, and all that cool shit. And then all of a sudden, Prometheus Two. Well, here's like, my question: the movie that most people just dumped on is Prometheus. It was supposed to be the prequel to Alien. Well, not the, really. The marketing it was all it was all weird, and they, it was saying it was like set in the same universe and stuff like that. And then what you discover at the end of the movie, <clears throat> excuse me, spoiler alert, is that it is because basically that's there's the birth of the first or whatever, like the first right. actual alien alien yeah. thing. So if you're making a prequel to Alien, yeah, and then you make a sequel to that, shouldn't that just shouldn't they just release Alien again? Well, yeah. I mean, well, the, well, the Down thing the is, Prometheus, like, how far is this going to go? Well, look, Prometheus ended on a cliffhanger, so that's why they're doing it essentially. But, uh, yeah. Fastbender android is kind of half alive, even though it's just essentially oh, his head right. and his shoulder. And then, um, cool girl, what's her name? Girl Numi with dragon tag. Rapace. Numi Rapace, yeah. She flies the ship away, and then the alien gets born back on the ground. Yeah, when yeah. it crashes. Yeah. yeah. And then a bit. Right. I honestly, I. Yeah. I just forgot about that movie completely. Yeah. Like if I if you asked me to describe one scene for you, I couldn't do it. I, um, I also, there was one where they the rocket ship was falling down and they ran oh, from the falling from rocket it, ship. But they didn't just turn. She and ran get out of the straight. Path. She outran the whole ship. They go in like that that like ne- like nest zone area and there's all the face huggers and then oh, one yeah. of them comes yeah. back and they've got that disease shit inside the helmets and stuff it was the, cool it was i, it was I liked enough. the movie but i didn't really understand it uh but i'll watch another one but i'm more excited to see the alien the actual alien yeah. alien alien movie so. i think it's one of those where they're like oh if you didn't like this one don't worry we're setting it up for another one like yeah i think that's what this is supposed to be where like okay prometheus 2 is gonna be better i promise which he always said that like from the beginning, he's like, "Oh, we're we're just trying to set up the franchise that we're trying, the story we're trying yeah. to tell." But I, I don't like it, that. I just excuse. think it's weird. I just don't like nobody's asking for it. Yeah, and Ridley Scott is like giving Alien to Neil Blokamp, and now he's like, "I'm going to do Prometheus too." And I I don't know where that came from. So anyway, yeah, I think he's, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. But I thought he was doing Blade Runner too. But yeah, I don't know. Well, he's supposed to be still, but yeah. Well. I'll have a chat with him, you know, me and Ridley. Yeah, yeah. Get way call. back. Give him a call. Up. All right, yeah. Ridders. <laughs> By the way, Brie Larson, Trainwreck, is the one she was in. She plays uh, Amy Schumer's sister. Did you see it? Yeah, I did see it. Oh, I didn't go see it. It was all right. Yeah. Was we just... talked a little bit about it last episode. If you'd have listened to last week's episode, <laughs> then wife, you would know. I didn't have Wi-Fi. Okay. <laughs> I, got, right. I got 48 minutes in. <laughs> Next. <laughs> to Next our own up. podcast. Next. So, um... <laughs> New Fantastic Four film is opening very soon. The Wait, cast of the movie said they haven't seen it yet. Right. So that is really? that the movie news. Well, they saw it last night. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. And um, they also waited to show it to critics <laughs> until the very last second. Fine. So that's kind of yeah. interesting. What are the reviews? It's it seems like it's positive. Good. Yeah. They did a showing in it, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, last night. I'm kind of into that. Like, keep it all kind of under wraps. Everyone should do that. Well, if your movie needs hype, yeah, then no. But um, that kind of made me. I was thinking about all how these superhero movies are coming out Hmm. lately, and how it's the new thing. (laughs) Don't we we do this every every episode? We do. But this question, I think, will be maybe interesting. I like your questions. With all the superhero movies that are coming out in the past two or three years. How do you think Incredibles would do if it came out today? Because it's not super dark or anything. You think people would have papooed it? Or do you think it would still have been as... Cause what the pool, is in the Pixar movie? Yeah, what, the pool what has of, that got to do with anything? Explain the, this question. Okay, the pool of superhero movies yeah. that were major motion pictures back then, like what, 2004? Right. They were all a bit crap. Well, it was Spider-Man and yeah. Fantastic Four. And then it was... The Incredibles. I don't think that had anything to do with why they made The Incredibles. No, but I'm sa- I'm saying put it now where there's all these superhero movies. Well, they're bringing out. out the second one, so you that will probably have a lot more. Eventually, yeah, in it. it's in the it's in the thing. Well, I have a, I have a question for Lloyd, <laughs> 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 which had a higher 
critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Interstellar and Incredibles. <laughs> oh, Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> Got yeah. him. Well, okay, so you don't understand the question. Well, no, I mean, I Which do, question? but it just seems do you a bit think, redundant. Do you think it would have had as warm of a reception today with all the superhero stuff? I think it would have been equal. Do you think the ta- the uh, pool of good superhero movies... Because back then it was kind of a, all a crapshoot. And then I think The Incredibles it was, still... was like, oh, wow, that was really good superhero movie. <clears throat> I think that it... It's, there's a fine line because if it came out now, people would see it because superhero movies are coming out. It, when it came out, when it did, people... They were still new Pix- to people. People want to see Pixar. They want to see Pixar. Pixar's br- name was better then. And superhero movies were still new. Right. So everyone's like, this is really cool and new. So I think if the line is drawn, I think it would be equally I think it could have looked kind of s- silly, though. Well, so then or now? Now. Like, if it was, like, Incredibles yeah. 2016, it's, like, enough with the, like, you, now Pixar's. You guys are missing, you're missing a big point here, and that is... The reason it did well is because it was one of the first movies to come out where, with its storyline, it wasn't about superhero. It was about superheroes had been outlawed. That was the whole point of that movie, and that was why it was kind of unique and did quite well. Uh, They're all normal yeah. people, and you're not allowed. So the government made being a superhero illegal. Right. That was the whole point of the movie, and then Batman comes out of nowhere, and then you, they had to kind of come out to save the day. Right. So that so that was one of the things that I think why Incredibles did well because it was one of the first things to actually mix things up. Like, it wasn't just a superhero story. It was interesting because they do that really awesome Pixar thing where the music goes really sad and it shows you all the photographs of stuff that happened in their past. Yeah. You know, they, he's going through, like, news, newspaper clippings of when he saved a bunch of people and then you get the montage at the beginning of the film that explains that they're all normal people and they're having to adjust to real life and not being superheroes anymore. So I think that's why that did pretty well. It was still unique and original in a sense, but yeah. That and the family as well, of, that was like a big thing is, you know, having the rest of the family have superpowers and stuff. It was Yeah, it was cool. still a first. I think then it was a first and now it still would be its own thing. Yeah. With it being a family of superpowers except for that movie Sky High. But that came out Great at the same movie. time. I think that's better than Incredibles. <laughs> that get, was one of my favorites. Just get out. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like Sky High? No, I've, no. Do you, have you heard of it? Yeah, it's got who's the who's the teacher in it? Michael Angriano is in it. That's a great movie. Bruce Campbell is in it. It's one of the top ten Disney movies, probably. No, it probably isn't. It's up there. I'd say top ten. All right, so that question was kind of interesting <laughs> in a way, but let's, we need to stop. We need to not talk about superheroes every so often. Yeah, Fantastic Four. They hate them. The whole thing is they've not seen the movie, and it happens with a bunch of people. They see it for the first time at the premiere. Right. So that's cool. Yeah. And. We'll go see that next week. Sure. Yes. And then we'll talk about it. Sounds good. Next piece. Very (laughs) exciting, great news for Paul Blart Mall Cop fans. Oh, no. Um, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, which has grossed $104 million, has now got the record for the highest grossing Sony film of the whole 2015. Oh, no. So good news for all you movie lovers. More Paul Blart-esque movies will be coming out of Sony soon. Or it, it mean, or they'll call it, and then they'll just be like, "Wow, we've really messed things up." <laughs> and it, I don't necessarily think it means there'll be another one. It no, just means that all one. the others did really bad. But, well, yeah. I mean, is this their comparison? Is there like well, are there other mo- the other Sony movies that came out that f- that flopped? You know, um, it didn't do well. Pixels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It yeah. did terribly. No one wanted to see it, and even everyone hated it. Like, yeah. is that good for Paul Blart, or is it just bad for Sony? It's just bad for Sony. Yeah. So they need to get it together. Yeah. They do. Well, Except with video game systems. I and, bought and a PlayStation to, 8. It's great. When did you buy one? Today. PS4? Yeah. What, what do you think so far? It's what's, great. What's your online handle so everyone can find you on the PlayStation Network? The same as my Instagrams and my Twitter. Oh, yeah. X, yeah. Nick, X, Floyd, <laughs> X, underscore 69. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Look me up. Play me. Play me in some shit. Nick Floyd, FIFA XXX. FIFA 15. Yeah. See you on 15? the field. Dude, 16 comes out in September. I know. I got it for like 20 bucks. Out. Okay, then yeah. that's fine. I had to go to three different places to get it. Wow. Yeah. We should talk about computer games at some point, but we really not, today. No. not today. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we'll talk about FIFA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's the biggest movie news that I, mean, I can find. God. Uh uh, what else is you that? Oh, that's, yeah, I, I, I have got something. Um, Gambit, the Gambit movie, the oh, X-Men yeah. spinoff. Uh, it's Channing Tatum, and he supposedly walked away from it last week, and then shock news comes in today that he's actually re-signed. 
So that was weird. Everyone was like, yeah, yeah Channing weird. Tatum's not going to be Gambit anymore. Because, uh, I, I mean, personally, I figured he just realised that he isn't the character. He's just not right for it. Um, no. And lots of people on the internet, the internet is like... The entire internet? Yeah, they were kind of like, well, well, even from day one, like when he was being talked about being cast as Gambit like a year ago, everyone was just like, what? Why isn't it, you know, uh, what's his name, Taylor Kitsch or the dude who played him in the Wolverine movie? Uh, That might even be the same guy. It was Taylor Kitsch, wasn't it, in that? I think so, Either way, I figured that Channing Tatum was like, I'm not right for this, especially with movies like Deadpool and stuff coming out that's being like super faithful to the comic. Yeah. Uh, maybe I thought he was like, oh, well, I'm not right for it, so someone else should do it, and I'm going to keep producing it. But no. I'm sure the paycheck he's back was nice today. Too. He's like, oh, he's signed on and he's producing it, and he actually is Gambit. So yeah. Well, also another another side news. Did you see that J.J. Abrams broke his back yeah. on the set of Terminator or Star Wars? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, but wasn't for, that like a long time ago and he just kept a yeah. secret? He was just like, yeah, guess what? This happened. Pretty cool. You've yeah. got that new hat. You kind of remind me of J.J. Abrams <laughs> now with your hat. He does wear a lot of hats. Yeah. Maybe I'm. Maybe that's what I'm going for. <laughs> the next J.J. Abrams. someone Abram. confuses me. Hat, I don't think my nose is big enough. Hat game J.J. Um But what, yeah. What else? So, was, there was something else. There was another big piece of news I think we're missing. Oh, Jurassic, Jurassic World is the first movie in franchise history to have its two main protagonists come back. Uh, Can you believe that? It's the first, yeah, um, Bryce Ellis Howard, Chris Pratt sign on. It's the first movie, which just doesn't make sense to me, but it it is apparently the first movie in franchise history to have this two same protagonists come back for the second film. Hmm. Well, I think that's kind of like a plus for the older ones, though. Like, it, it keeps it fresh. Like, what's the show that reboots every season? American True Horror Detective, Story? True Detective, American Horror Story. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't hate it if they got two other big stars to do the sequels. I wouldn't like either, but I think it's just funny to, to think, because even someone the other day, I was talking to them, they're like, oh, what about Indiana Jones? I'm like, well, Indiana Jones was the same main protagonist, right? but the woman was different every movie. Yeah. So there was never two. Oh, consistent. Oh, you're talking to... Of, Big franchises outside of Jurassic Park too. Yeah, ever. I thought you were saying like Jurassic Park. Th- no, you know, from movie to movie, changed it up. No, and and in franchise movie history. Well, that is the first. Well, that isn't true because Back to the Future has Doc Brown and Marty McFly come back for everyone. So that's a lie. That's true. Well, then that article I read was a lie. <laughs> well, Qui Gon Jinn died. So I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'll never be happy again. Star Wars as well, like. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I think maybe I think, that meant I think the they meant in Jurassic, in Jurassic Park, Park franchise. In, yeah. Maybe in yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. I don't history. think they meant in all movies ever. The way the article read, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, and I thought I mean, about it. What about the Hobbit? Oh, that's true. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, actually, we could true. shit all over this all night now if thinking about it. So, wow. <laughs> well, uh, it's, Titanic yeah. one, Titanic two. Jaws had the same shark, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it no, was different it boats. It was different sharks different every sharks, time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. There were six of those giant sharks. Can you believe that shit? I don't believe it. Believe it. It's a, not a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think me and Nick have the giggles today. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so now that it's August, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that means one thing. What? Summer is coming to a close. Right. Already? When does summer officially finish, according to the world? In August, the, in August, but really? I did want to talk a little bit about summer blockbusters because this summer I think we could all agree was pretty good. Yeah, to us we and had good, Ma- good Mad to Max, too. Yeah, more. Fury Road, mm-hmm. we had MI Five, mm-hmm. Fury Seven, Age of Ultron, Jurassic World, Terminator Genesis, all came out this summer. Ant Man, Ant Man, yeah. So yeah. what do you mm-hmm. think? You think this was a good summer for movies? I, th- I think so. And also, part B, what are your favorite summer blockbusters of all time? Because Entertainment Weekly made a list. What? Of- is- right. <laughs> Maybe you should just like do the Entertainment Weekly list, and then we could be like, yeah, or okay. what? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Cool. Because otherwise, it's like, what? Well, I picked out some of the highlights. Perfect. Okay. Um, yeah. So, The Hangover. What did you guys think? What? Yeah, that was huge. What the hell are you talking about? That was, was one of the big. most profitable movies. How is that a summer block? That's no, that doesn't count. It's on the list. That's why well, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't count. Guardian, is, Guardians. Is not, the, okay, right. Guardians. That is a summer blockbuster. That yeah. counts. What's the difference? 
Hangover is a buddy comedy. It's not a blockbuster. Well, There's, technically, a blockbuster, blockbuster is action or sci-fi or that's well, what a blockbuster is. No, a blockbuster is a movie that sells a ton of tickets. The term blockbuster came from <sighs> lines that would back up around the old, All right, okay, the Nickelodeons, if you will. There's I can some film history that. for you. I can understand that, but I don't back that thing. Right. Blockbusters to me are like big. The, the summer tent poles, like the big right. action movies. And then, and back when they never were like The Hangover, it was always like Metropolis, and it was always like Jaws and Eat. Like those were the blockbusters. Damn right. But now right. blockbusters have become um, basically. Uh, celebrity temples. So The Hangover is a blockbuster in a sense because it had Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, Zach Galifianakis, which are three really big actors, and mm. that made people want to go. Mm. Granted, there was no action, explosion, cool stuff. I mean, there was a pretty. There was a there tiger. Was. Yeah. A dude got punched by Mike Tyson. This is also true. You could make an argument that The Hangover is an action movie. In a sense, yeah, like action comedy. Like <laughs> you could make a, the argument that The Hangover is a pile of toss. <laughs> That is true. I've got That's, nothing to say like good about those movies at all, any of them, even the first American one. Sorry. comedy. Well, sorry. You, sorry. Nick, you mentioned um, three of the top ones. Hell yeah. Jaws, E.T. Correct. And um, I, did you say Back to the Future a second ago? Nope. Okay, well, you mentioned it earlier. So those were some of the biggest ones. And Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, oh, Jurassic Park's huge. They also mentioned Inception, Shrek, and The Avengers. Jumanji. I wanted to add one. Uh, Transformers. <laughs> I yeah. think. Was that the summer? first one? That was I'll check, but I feel like it was. I feel like it was too. I worked at a movie theater when the first Transformers. I mean, came yeah, out. it would have been. Whether or not it stands out in any of our minds as being something that's like, wow. But it's, yeah. it came out on July third, two thousand seven. So basically the fourth of July. Mm. Okay. Um, but I think oh, when, yeah, out. Yeah. when that movie came out, it was one of the biggest blockbusters I could think of. Like that summer it was probably the one. Because it was so it, the scale new. Of it. Yeah, the scale was mad. Like it that was Michael re- Bay. I mean, 2007 Transformers, every, no one hated it yet. <laughs> no. Everyone, people, lo- people loved it. Loved it, yeah. Uh, well, what about what about summer television? I mean, how has that fared? I know a lot of you don't watch. Isn't that like the worst season to be in? The, it, it, it kind of is, but in on like HBO, AMC, all that. I mean, there was um, True Detective Season 2, Ballers, The Brink. Humans. I've been meaning to watch Ballers. It's, yeah. I mean, I think that HBO, in terms of summer television, hasn't fared that well. I think they this is the first neither, time. Everyone is always kind of waiting for the thing to return. That's the thing. It's yeah. like The Walking Dead isn't on. Like, uh, Game of Thrones isn't on. It's a tough like sell. Like, the really, really big, big shows just aren't on over summer. So Yeah. Well, I mean, that you know, there's HBO usually, no matter what, they have back-to-back solid television but this summer i think was one that they kind of the hbo kind of failed at i mean true detective has been not very good mm. ballers has been okay you know it's not entourage which it's trying to be real hard the brink i've had no interest to follow i watched the pilot per your your recommendation but after that i just kind of i've watched dropped i've off. watched most of them now and yeah i like that show it's fun it's just it? different yeah, yeah. It, it's gotten way better as well I and there yeah hbo go yeah, yeah HBO, now. HBO or I mean, it's expensive, it but the fact is that you get the entire back catalogue of every HBO series that's ever been made. On that's Riot, the big selling point. Which yeah, is awesome. Watch. Entourage? You is can it watch all. month to month? Yeah. So I should get a month and just binge watch all of... I've never really watched any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you just should get binge it, watch. Binge watch it all and then Entourage, cancel. Dead I don't know how much... It, I, th- I think it's like $30 a month. Ooh. Yeah. I think it's cheaper than that at HBO Now. I don't know. Oh, Now might be. Yeah, HBO Now is cheaper. Than HBO Go. It's like $17 a month, which is a pretty sweet deal for all the movies and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, getting it for one month and just flying through everything might be worth it. Maybe I'll just keep it. Yeah. Have you, I mean, have you watched Humans or Halt, Halt and Catch Fire on AMC? Halt and Catch Fire, I watched the whole first season and I'm up to date on the second. Yeah, I love that show. It's good? It's okay, amazing. I know that's good. And, and like I said, like I've mentioned a bunch of times, I'm obsessed with Mr. Robot in USA, which is which was a huge summer win for television. I think. Are people actually watching that though? Yeah, gotten renewed second season after the first episode. Well, I love the I love the guy in it, the main guy. He's great. He's been, he's brilliant in everything that he's in. I can't remember what his name is, but he's just great. He was in the Pacific, which Ram, is on HBO. Rami well. Malik or something. Yeah, that yeah, makes he sense. was. He's the show's amazing. It's six episodes in now. It, it's taken such a dark turn. It's smart. It's it belongs on on HBO or Showtime or somewhere yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, that but was what I thought when I watched the pilot. Yeah, it it belongs there, but it's it, it's definitely been a sleeper hit for the summer 
and has come out of nowhere, especially for a network like USA that's had successful shows, but none that have been worthy of... Well, I can't think of any USA shows. Name yeah. another I mean, there's like Burn Notice and stuff uh, like oh, that. Oh, you know what's a great kind of stuff. USA show? Psych. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Psych. One of oh, my yeah. favorite shows I've ever watched. They have that, but it's been a very... I mean, it's over now, though. Yeah. It, when, when it was on, it was... It was a crowd of people that watched it, but it was like the same crowd of people who watched Grey's Anatomy when you're like, oh, that's still on. But like yeah. they had a huge following, but it wasn't on a scale where it was like Game of Thrones where it becomes like table talk. Right. But I know people who loved Psych when it was on. I think it was an underappreciated show, honestly. Yeah. Well, never. The first like five seasons, perfect. I every need to character watch it. was Every character was great. Yeah. Well, now it's I'm so interested funny. because it's of so USA's funny. decisions. Now. Well, you know what it's about at all? Not- I kind of. It's basically, I'll, I'll sum it up real quick. There's a cop, a guy who wants to be a cop. His dad's a cop, like a detective. He wants to be a detective, but he's not good enough. So he pretends to be a psychic detective because he heard that some departments would kind of let you do that if you weren't like, what? they would take your leads and stuff. So he's yeah. he basically, pr- but he's not a psychic either. So, so he pretends. He so that's it. why it's called psych. So he pretends. <laughs> well, no, he pretends to be a psychic, uh, solves the crimes, but then he has like psychic epiphanies to tell him what happened. He solves them in secret, and then he goes to the police and has fake psychic like moments that lead that him to solving the crime. It's really funny. It, I and I, I was interested, but I was like, oh, USA. No, I'm not gonna. It's watch great. This. I need to watch it. It's very good. Who's no, the main just, dude in that? Um, his name's Sean on the show. He's not really <laughs> the a actor, big actor. It's that t- it's uh, that guy who has got a really punchable face, right? Blonde, short, curly hair, like with a big nose. No, he's got straight brown hair. And really? kind of, who is he? I mean, I don't remember his name. Anyway, great. That, so great that's show. psych. That's not even on anymore. So <laughs> check that out sometime. You know, if you want to. But like, you really how, should. Should we talk about something relevant right yeah. to now? Yeah. Well, yeah. sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, I had summer another, television. <laughs> I like the summer blockbuster question. That's a good, I think we're all in agreement. We've all yeah. been to see most of them this year, and it's been a pretty damn good year. Let's be honest. It has been. Well, I mean, are we ready for fall? It can Well, fall film and television. Do you think? Well, I'm ready for Star Wars. I'm Who ready isn't? for Star Wars. I'm, yeah, is Hateful Eight coming out this end of this year? Yeah, mm. the new Tarantino movie comes out. End Are of they this done year. filming it? I don't know. I don't want to see that new Leo movie. The Revenant apparently doesn't have an ending yet, and apparently the director is batshit crazy. Yeah. Oh, oh. The, the the trailer that was for Mission Impossible that I saw online before before. Um, Which one? The, the spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah. Spotlight looks good. Damn, that yeah. looks good. There's some good dramas that are. Which yeah. one was spotlight? That, that was the one about the paper investigating oh, the church ch- child molestation. Yeah, stuff. that looks. Uh, and the cast is amazing. There's going to be some very uncomfortable people in the theaters. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Which is fine because you yeah. shouldn't have done. It's true story. Bad things, you know. But yeah, well, that'll be crazy. Great cast. Well, cool. Yeah. I'm, what else? I mean, I don't know. It's kind of it's weird thinking Spectre. about fall now. Yeah. It's because of what. They did at Comic Con um, with Batman and uh, Suicide Squad, and it it's kind of makes you fast forward to what's coming next year. I'd, I've kind of forgotten it, what's coming out now this year. And I think, it, apart from Star Wars, obviously. has that always happened, or do you think that because Comic Con was such a success in terms of what's to come, do you think that all of us are just like, well, well screw fall? We're mostly just gonna jump. people just want to know what comic book movie. Like that's the new hype train. Yeah, is like let me follow every comic book film. And now that they announced them, basically, so now that we have a map for the next so and so amount of years, like three years, we can see like, okay, we have a new Star Wars movie. This we have Warcraft coming here. We have, you know, Captain Marvel coming here. Mm. Like I, it, I think yeah, it made us all skip over fall. Well, I forgot that Mission Impossible was coming out this soon. Like when it I was didn't out, know, I was like, "Oh wow, that's out!" Oh, I thought it was like November. Yeah, to be honest. and then there was yeah. another one that is out now that I've been wanting to see, and I'm just like, I forgot. I didn't realize all these movies were coming out that quick. Yeah, they're sneaking out, and the dates are moving around too. I mean, I know one of the the big ones was Sinister Two, which is not a big movie right now, but the dates switch like five times mm. between the 21st of August and the 28th, but they just keep like flip flopping. But everyone's changing dates. I mean, Mission Impossible is supposed to come out in one date, and they pushed it right. up to up? come out earlier. Yeah, Really? Okay, that makes sense. Because yeah. I was like, this isn't out yet. And yeah, it was. It's, it's weird. So dates are changing. You know, Entourage came out a week early. There's all these movies that are changing dates because they, you know, everyone wants to make their money. Right. They want to make their money, and that's kind of the bottom line. But mm. 
Anyway, fall. We'll fall, see. T- well, the we'll thing see is, what happens. Fall, fall is, aka fake Paul. Fall is. If you listen to the last yeah. episode, <laughs> it's always actually. Uh, I always forget that it is a really fun time to actually go to the movies because the it's not hot summer. outside. It's like and around Christmas time as well. It's super. Oh, it's, it's so great. Well, and there's a, yeah, it's fun to go watch movies. Like you come out the theater and you're not sweating. Yeah, and covering and your eyes and from you put the your sun. coat on yeah. and you and that's like that's great. That's the best time. Ever. It's the most wonderful time of the season, I think. We had the, around Christmas. That is a good call on the on this. On it's the, the most <laughs> wonderful time of the season. I took my mom to go see Django Unchained on Christmas Day one year. Can you say awkward Django? She loved. Did she it. like it? Yeah. Oh, my mom would have disowned me if I was like, "Mom, you should watch this." She'd be like, "We're not friends." I watched it again a couple of weeks ago on it's Netflix. So good, great movie. Yeah, it's still good. Uh, so speaking of, do you have the list anyway of what's coming out full? I mean, aside from Star Wars, I'm really excited about James Bond. I know you yeah, guys don't really give up. a shit about that, but... I mean, I'm yeah, not let's British, see. So. Let's go over fall. Let's talk about what's to come. I'm excited, you know? Let's talk about it. Well, um, we do have... Peanuts the, movie as well. You oh, two Peanuts. are really excited about that. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty jazzed about All right, Peanuts. so from September yeah. until Just December, hit the big ones anyway. Star no. Wars. Well, obviously. Hunger Games. Uh, <laughs> the last one. Yeah. Spectre. Hateful Eight. Crimson Peak. I'm excited oh, about yeah. that. I'm Bridge, excited about that. Black Mass I've heard a lot about. I'm excited the for Mafia. That is great with the Johnny Martian. Depp. Oh, you know what? It looks so stupid. What? So dumb. In the heart of the sea. Why? I I want it to be good. Mm. I want it to be so good. The I good, like giant animal movies. The Good Dinosaur. See, that's a giant animal movie. I would see as the Good Dinosaur, not In the Heart of the Sea. We in don't the, we don't need a Moby Dick movie. Here's Stop. the thing. It's Write like, a new listen, movie. Listen, no, no, no. Look, we do need a Moby Dick movie, but no, it needs we, to be way better than what that shit looks like in the yeah. show. Just write a movie that's about a, a sea thing and a fish. Don't make it Moby Dick. Like that just is write a movie. It's well, it, as the tagline says, it's like witness the story behind the myth Moby Dick and then in the heart of the sea. Oh yeah. Now that's that is a trailer yeah, that you, has ruined that movie. Yeah. Why show the whale so much? Yeah. Damn. Also, we what sell looks tickets. dumb. Everest and The Walk. I bo- both of those. Just if you want to watch those, just watch 127 Hours again. Yeah. Everest yeah. Is, point. is just not looking. I hot. want Everest to be good. And the trailer, I the more I watched it, the less excited I got about it. But The Martian, I'm excited for. Pan, I can't wait for. Pan, I'm a big Peter no, Pan fan. write your own movie. Hey. He kind of did. He turned it into his own thing, which looks uh, great. Pan's Trump- a prequel, by the way. Yeah. A prequel prequel to Peter Pan, which is cool. You know what it's looks good, good or awful is The Intern. Oh, uh, yeah, with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, at least she grew her hair back out. I've not even <laughs> seen the trailer for that, and it sounds bad anyway. Spotlight. Uh, Steve Jobs. Snowden. Fastbender. CIA employee. That's going to be good. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I'm excited for Masterminds with Kristen Wiig and Zach Galifianakis. That the, actually the, genuinely looks funny, unless they've given it all the jokes away in the trailer. I don't. With Jared Hess directing, who did Napoleon Dynamite, I mm. feel like yeah, but they don't make the trailer. Yeah, but I feel like. I don't what about know. Maze, I think Maze Runner: The Scorch Trials? Did either um, of you guys see the first Maze Runner? I actually watched Maze Runner. What did you think? Uh, a couple weeks back, uh, because it's on HBO. Oh, FYI, um, I thought it was piss. Absolute garbage. <laughs> I thought he was going to say it was good. No, I was holding yeah, out I was, hope. I was waiting for you to it be was, like... You know what it was? It was uh, a poor man's Hunger Games, and it was based on a book that did really like. well. And then it was funny because, as you do sometimes after you watch a movie, uh, I went on Twitter and I did a general uh, Twitter search, to, and it comes up, and somebody nailed it on the... Hit the nail. It was like, if you want to go watch a movie, all you need to do is put the Hunger Games... The Maze Runner and Insurgent in the same movie, and it's the same. It is basically the yeah. same movie. They look the same. They're shot the same. The CGI is basically the same. And yeah, it was just crap. Yeah, like there was no. There was the English kid in it. He was pr- he's pretty good. Oh, the English kid at Game of Thrones, the one who got killed uh, yeah. uh, in the snow by the zombies. Yep. <laughs> he was cool. Little blonde boy. Yeah, yeah. He was good in it, but like, it's just bollocks, isn't it? It's just like. You know I what mean, looks terrible, terrible is Transporter Refueled. Oh my god, we don't need Audi it. Audi definitely paid for that movie to be made. Of course they did. <laughs> they paid the whole budget. Well, look, that that's well, we said, didn't we? Because it was in the trailer was in front of Mission Impossible, and it was like, yeah, yeah why, well, everyone in the theater was like, Jason Statham. <sighs> what, I mean, why would you carry on without Statham? Yeah. And as I told you, that is the guy from Game of Thrones who left. Yep. Who got recast in Game of Thrones as uh, Daenerys uh, Targaryen. Terrible actor. Khaleesi, 
her lover from the season before last, all of a sudden this new series uh, begins, Game of Thrones, and she's got a new boyfriend. And he sucks. And it's the same dude. <laughs> but he, so he decided, bad. the guy who made the, the career decision, the career decision, to leave Game of Thrones to go and make that Transporter movie. Yep. So Must have been a pretty good paycheck. You know what? He looks fine. The movie just is like whatever. It's a, really it's a weird that. idea. Yeah. It's, it's a like, dumb why, idea to we refuel need something. Ooh. <laughs> well, have you seen any Great of the pun. <laughs> Have you seen any of the first transport? I mean, movies? I've ridden a bus before. I get the idea. You just go places. This, like what? You realize you, you know there's been like three of them already. <laughs> Do you ever play the video game for that? Crazy Taxi. Right. Great yeah. game. <laughs> so the fall. We're excited for the fall. Yeah, it looks decent. Yeah. So that brings us to speaking of uh, action movies with cars oh, and things. Lord. Yeah. Mission Impossible. Five. Number five. Rogue Nation. There is five of those movies. Can you believe that? Can you I believe can. that? I, I can. Do. So who's going first out of the five stars? How many are we giving it? Lloyd? Um, you know what? Like, did I talk a few episodes back about how when I rate a movie. Maybe it's to do with its genre and like, did I say that? I feel, yeah, I think I like did. Yeah. You know how it's like when you think about what you give a movie is it, it, Mission Impossible for me because of what it is and why I went to see it. It gets uh, for me a four out of five because it is exactly with you know we'll all give our ratings and we'll talk about it. But for me, it's like if I'll go see Mission Impossible movie, I just want to enjoy it and I want to lose myself and it's like just action and stuff exploding yeah, yeah. and the spy story and it's like you can't really go wrong with that like in that genre in terms of movie making across the board you know it's going to be more like three let's be honest but for what it was and the mood that I was in to see it yesterday it was yeah because I'll give it a four like for enjoyment yeah yeah I'm yeah. Uh, right there with you probably four mm-hmm Probably realistically a three, but yeah, because for the it was same fun. reasons, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nick, I'm I'm right there. Realistically, I think yeah, three out of five in in the grand scheme of things, because but th- four it, out of five. Yeah, because yeah. it's not trying to be something else. It's not trying to be no. like the most sophisticated drama filled like dr- moments of dread and well, you know, that, elation and stuff. It's just it is it succeeds in being what it's trying to be. I think. Well, people yeah. that follow the the cast. The, the film cast uh, might be confused at my score because I seem to hate things like that. And like I said, Mad Max, I gave like a probably a one. I don't remember exactly what I gave you it. You gave it two. Two, yeah. And the that was, other, way, that was 11 weeks ago. The other one <laughs> that um, we reviewed that was similar, the other action movie, I don't remember which one it was, but I roasted both of them. And then this one I'm giving it three or four might confuse people, but it's the heart. Mm. Like I believed that every actor in that movie in Mission Impossible like wanted to be there, and it was like fun to watch, mm. and it wasn't like trying too hard to appeal to some like weird feeling in people. So I don't it, know. It, it kind of yeah. make, it makes sense. It doesn't like you're right because if you look at Mad Max and you look at Mission Impossible just in terms of stunts and things and the action sequences, Mission Impossible comes out the gate. And the first scene is the one hype. Like, you remember when... That all the trailers Tom, end with. Like, when Tom Cruise runs down the building in the last one, that was, like, the big yeah. deal. Like, everyone was showing footage of him, and that was the crazy stunt. This one, and that was, like, in the near the climax of the movie. Yeah, it was, like, in totally this end, one, right? it was literally the first scene. Yeah. It was oh, super yeah. I was shocked when but I was when like, that, oh, damn. When that happened, I was like, all right, time to put on my seatbelt because... Either they just blew the mother load of all, like either that was the worst idea ever and they goofed by basically making the best part the first five minutes or this is about to get real good and then it got real good. But you see, what you're you're missing a little bit because I think you said you've only seen one of the other Mission Impossible movies, is that right? The one Um, before, right? Yeah, I saw four and five. Every single one has started the same way. Which is cool, right? It's just like James Bond. Every one of the uh, the Mission Impossible films starts with a big action stunt beginning, right? Then they roll the titles. Then the movie starts. But the fact that this one had 
a big action stunt beginning. From, yeah. And that was the one that you thought was going to be like the craziest part. And yeah. then it totally wasn't. There was even yeah. crazier stuff than that. Mm-hmm. That was so impressive. I loved how long the action sequences were. Mm-hmm. I, like the you like the the best one is straight from the the big which is in the trailer the big underwater sequence when when Tom Cruise jumps. oh when he jumps down the the turbine the water turbine that thing. was a really tense scene I and would then never that, do that I yeah. wouldn't either that it went was, straight yeah. it, it really went, was I was like yeah I was tense from it and then it went straight from that to this at least like, five six minutes car chase. car chasing so good and it was and you thought it was gonna end you're like oh, okay and then he gets on the motorcycle and then it becomes you know speaking of the underwater moment do you not find that that's a really cool thing for people who make movies to do because I don't know about you but the every, work that goes into that none, and any time in any movie that has to do with someone holding their breath is always tense oh yeah big time yeah oh, but yeah. do you not yeah. think like that's it's just kind of like one of those things where oh my really he's got hold his no one can hold their breath for this isn't no this isn't gonna be good come on and then you it know, always is yeah well and then I mean you know that I mean that, it worked like I did never in that scene I didn't question I'm like Tom Cruise can't hold his breath that long. You know what? Like, I was legit like, he's running out of air. Get yeah. that man some air. Yeah. He probably can, though. He I probably think he can. meditates. To the aliens? And, yeah, and he prays to science, and then he he holds his, he probably holds his breath for four minutes in real life. Well, like, <laughs> he read the script, and he was like, easy. I'll do this in one like, take. We have to keep it real, Tom. Yeah. Tom, we have to he's keep like, this accurate. Please, I can hold my breath for 47 minutes. They're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. But How the, do you the do movie's it? only two hours. I didn't. I didn't get the like the thing on his arm. It was oxy- a blood, oxygen meter. It read his blood for oxygen. Oh, okay. That was kind of science shit. And I was like, yeah. really? what? Okay. It was. It was cool to have it, but that was one of the things. I'm like, wow, we didn't need it. But it was there to add tension. So when yeah. you saw it and the dumb people in the theater, which there were probably a lot of dumb people in that theater with us. No. And like maybe <laughs> what? Maybe like there were people who there don't was maybe get... one or two dumb people there. But well, everyone was... there looked pretty smart. <laughs> All right. Well, those one or two <laughs> needed that oxygen bar on his arm to go like, I uh, know what's it, happening. Yeah, oh, no, he's no. losing oxygen. <laughs> I think yeah. If you don't know that it's hard to hold your breath underwater for three minutes, th- the fact that they gave you like a visual representation of that was kind. Yeah, it was. It no, was, I agree. It was, with it was yeah. nice of them. But I mean that. Whole, I don't knock it. That know? was a great section of the movie. I thought he was dead. That he was, was dead. He was. I mean, I thought he was toast. Like, <laughs> he was. Well, like was, roll the funeral. He scene. was toast. <laughs> am I am I wrong in thinking that maybe they kind of they could have made his revival a little bit more tense? No, it was good because no, you don't need to play that up. Like you, you don't need, need to, Elsa crying. Was, no, 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 no. That's not my. The, the thing is, it's like what was the British the guy, guy Charlie? The guy he, drowned. Yeah. Right, and then Simon yeah. Pegg comes along. He's like, "Oh, are you sure you're okay to drive? You were dead a minute ago." That was the joke. But like, he, you see Tom Cruise run out of air, and his body is floating around in the water, like for for a, for a good like yeah. ten twenty seconds. Yeah. Before spoiler alert, he's rescued. By and the then, way, if you're st- trying not to hear spoilers, don't listen to our review. Yeah, pretty ever. much. I Same think if you learn after week. 11 weeks, if you've listened for 11 weeks, you are, you know. Or maybe okay. you're one, one of the two dumb people that were in the audience with us. <laughs> yeah. So hang on. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so he, he dies, revived. right? And, he, and she dives in the water to save him and she drags his body out, right? But isn't that the point? He's and so super duper. No, the point is that how does she bring him back to life? It's one hit with a defibrillator and he's alive again straight well, away. I think to be fair really? we don't know how many times she did it. We only see from his perspective when she does it the first time, but for all we know it could have happened. Yeah. Once, yeah. twice, three, four, five times. For the record, that's not really a spoiler, by the way. Uh, to our squad that's listening in, in the recording. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. oh shit, sorry. <laughs> we have an audience. Yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, in the control uh, room. That isn't really today. it's it's a thing that happens. It's cool anyway. Either way, um that was a great sequence, and you're right. Yeah. I, I didn't really think about it. It's like you kind of you get a chance to breathe for about thirty seconds, and then it kicks off again, like yeah. straight away. And it is a really cool, cool motorbike chase. What was the Why? scene? What was the scene that went really? Oh, I can try to remember. It when, went. It went dead silent. It was dead silent. Was it when he um, said he was the key? That was pretty hype. I think it was when it was they were right about before. to kill him with the bombs and stuff, and then oh, he was that, like, "I destroyed the key, but I memorized it." All. Yeah, yeah, that, that was that was fantastic. Cool. Do you not great. think they could have so like good. made that even bigger than it no, already was? Oh, they could have. When he said it, I was like, "This is great writing." Yeah, and they did it. And yeah. if they had, because you know when you make a cool joke and everyone laughs, 
if you were like, haha, you hear that joke, then everyone's like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. it was just enough where you're like, that's really smart. Yeah. yeah. It was good. That was that was probably my favorite moment. That, that was, it that was, it was great. Yeah. I think all that and the water sequence was great because the stakes were so high. And I think that's almost to the point where action movies are. So you have to hype the stakes up and it was not only him that you were worried about it was whether she was going to stab him in the back and it was Simon Pegg's character who what if he didn't make it in time and he got I mean everyone was yeah that was a great that sequence was great it was was reminiscent of like the A-Team movie yeah you know how they talk about what they're going to do while it's happening like it was cool because there was I mean it's a a heist scene like there are certain templates for them but I think that one was executed very well yeah. Like the with the gate sensor and stuff. Like that was yeah. cool. Cool ideas. How about we talk about the fact that this is basically a three person movie? Let's like let's be honest. It really was. Yeah. Which is no kind of weird. Felt... Like in the past Mission Impossible you you've felt like there's a cr- there's a crew. Like well, it's easy a... to follow this one. No, but well, I mean even in the last one up until towards the end of the movie, you've got about five or six actual IMF right. agents working together to solve the problem. Right. And then in this one you've got everyone's kind of gone rogue and they've shut it down and it's basically Tom Cruise and Simon Pegg for like the first whole half of the movie. If you think about it, it's kind of cool that they kind of ran it that way and it was totally interesting. I did also like, because obviously spy movies always have like the backstabby twist kind of things. This one I think pulled it off really well where it wasn't so like, ha ha ha, it was a twist, got him kind of thing. And then, (laughs) you know what I mean? They didn't like... uh, It wasn't like, oh, we we fooled you, and they and there's all these like overdone twists. It was just like you have to watch your back because everyone's a spy. There you go. They didn't yeah. like <coughs> overdo the spy like twisty like you know no one's revealing like yeah. their big plan on a whiteboard. It flowed really well. There wasn't really any dead time in it, and like you said, any of those storyline moments they happened really quite naturally. Right. And at no point was it like cop out. Exactly. You know? I, I didn't ever feel like I was like, oh, okay, they're going to take this route. I oh. never, I, in the the final scene with the reveal of um, Tom Cruise's character in the room with Alec Baldwin and everybody, at that point I was like, shit, this is a really cool spy movie. Like this, yeah. is, this is great. The Prime Minister stuff was really good. Yeah, it was such, it was so, it didn't feel like someone trying to make a spy movie work. It felt mm. like someone who knew the genre well enough and just, he just did it naturally. Like it just felt so natural to me. Where I'm like, it's it, like it seems like this director did it with ease. Like the writer and director just were like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna jot this down, wrote it in a weekend, and then they just shot it. Well, I love when you can tell that a story was like written. Like you didn't m- write a story so you could make a movie. It's like you wrote a story because it was a really darn good story. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, let's make it a movie because you can tell the difference. Like, oh, absolutely. A lot of people, it's like the writing is like the chore that you have to do before you make the movie. But this one was like, the writing was spectacular. And you know, this one was, was. funny as well. It Very was funny. really funny. Like, I mean, something that I'm noticing more and more. I mean, you know, I've been here in the country for long enough to kind of see it. But I mean, you guys fucking love to laugh in movies. <laughs> like, if, I was, yeah. if I was watching that film in England with English people... You wouldn't hear a, you'd hear a pin drop for the whole movie. People just don't really interact with movies like that over there. It's kind of weird. You just try That's to so be funny. quiet. I mean, yeah. I mean, you 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 want to. Well, you don't try to be. You're going to laugh if something's funny. But just the way in which kind of you know the culture of watching the movie and, and there was stuff that was funny and I smiled a bunch and you were laughing next to me. But like yeah. you weren't laughing anywhere near as much as like the oh, rest of the theater at moments. I was like. Yeah, that was cool, but really, did that really deserve? Hang on, you're still laughing back there. Hang on, that wasn't you know, like <laughs> the, this the best is when people it. clap. Yeah, at the screen because I'm like, they're not here, they yeah. can't hear you. Yeah, he like yeah. does the like, motorcycle train. They, the guy's like, ha! like they recorded that a couple <laughs> like maybe a year ago. Yeah, you don't have to clap for it now. Like when you listen to a CD, uh, do you clap after songs? Yeah, I don't sometimes. know. Sometimes. Wow. Yeah, but only like symphonic things. It's the community thing. It's it's. <laughs> you feel like you're at the orchestra. I get it. I, I get it. I get it. Well, I've had sometimes some great, it's a bit like. Ugh, really? well, well, when I saw, I think I might have told this story, but when I saw Star Trek, and yeah. I accidentally went to the like first showing, mm. and I didn't realize it, everyone was freaking out in the crowd and cheering and making hand signals and speaking Klingon and That's wearing a cool outfits. Experience. <laughs> But if you're if you're like a fly on the wall that doesn't care about Star Trek, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it I is was, weird. I was like, where am? What is this? Why are all these people got fake ears? 
when I saw Star Trek in the darkness in New Zealand, there was one guy. It was like the fight between Benedict Cumberbatch's character and Kirk. And I swear, they were like, these two, they were fighting or whatever. And it was right when Kirk hits him once. And the guy's like, get him! (laughs) (laughs) World world star! (laughs) I like that stuff. It it makes it fun anyway. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I was surprised, like, um, with with how people re- were reacting to some of the stuff in the movie, and I think it also helps that Simon Pegg's English as well. So I think people are kind of laughing a little bit at that. He's also and he's an American treasure. Like he's become an American yeah, which treasure, is, which, which is, is weird, very weird. I mean, yeah. he reminded me of some of my friends that are British. Oh yeah, yeah. How many British friends do you have? Four. I have one. Why don't I, Why don't I know any of your other British friends? You do. I do. He reminds me of Dan if he got a haircut. <laughs> oh Dan. Right, or yeah. there's this guy we. We go play soccer with. Yeah, that reminds me of Dan okay. as well. But he reminds me more of Simon Pegg than he does. Shouts Dan. out to Dan. Yeah, D- yeah. If Dan definitely not, is not listening, not listening. He won't and never um, will. All right, so he's back. he's at the gym listening to Fugazi or something. <laughs> That's probably very accurate. And, right now and gambling on soccer. So back to the movie. Go instead of in jokes about our friends that nobody knows. Galaxio. Um, <laughs> I, I. I tell you, I don't know if it's a, if it's a problem to me or it's a good thing or a bad thing. It it's the one movie that I've seen in maybe forever that is the closest to a James Bond film that it could possibly be. Yeah. Well, the that, villain felt very James Bond. The villain, as I said, yeah, about. his voice killed me. It was he was great. He was scary. Like part I of me he was great. He, part of me wished he had a more normal voice, but. It's That's kind the of, one thing I questioned. Right. But it, it didn't take away. He looked like yeah. a Bond villain, and he that was, that like was one. one part of it. Yeah. But, I mean, there were moments where you really could have taken Tom Cruise's character out and put in Daniel Craig, and it literally would have been a Bond movie. Yep. Like, they really yeah. could. It's almost like they're both spies. Well, yeah. But, I mean, mission, the thing that the Mission Impossible movies have done really well, I think, is that they've actually avoided... In my mind, anyway, a lot of James Bond stuff, and I think maybe, they've been separate. Yeah, maybe that's because, as, as we just said, like the cast was a, a three piece more or less, but whereas the last ones have been more ensemble. So James Bond generally does everything on his own. So right. yeah. with the help of like Q and all his like London lot. Tell you what pissed me off about this Mission Impossible it's set in London again, and I'm like parts of it, yeah, but like a bunch of it, like towards the end, I was like, damn, I miss London. Oh. Well, yeah. I think they're trying to make it all super international yeah. to just appeal to, like, I don't know if you caught at the beginning. Did I think we talked about before how China is becoming something they aim a lot of movies at now. Mm. And so if you can be a blockbuster in China, you don't really care about America as much. One of the four, like, production companies was, like, the China Network. The World China Network. Yeah. yeah I was like, what company is that? It's. I bet you they are making a killing in China off this movie. You know I mean, that's is. like San Andreas, like, set records because of China. It's because yeah. Tom Cruise is a smart bastard. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, he's, he he's it's his production it. company. He knows what he's doing. He knows, I mean, mission. he's done, what, well, that's the fifth Mission Impossible, so. He's yeah. got a lot of practice. Uh, yeah. Well, if you see that your movies, if you're an American actor working with American companies making movies, and you see that China is like your second biggest market, mm-hmm. and you're not even tapping into the huge population there, yeah. why not work with Chinese companies Absolutely. and aim like the uh, Transformers, the not the last one, but the one before that, the they had the like tuner cars that were kind of like making jokes that I didn't really think were that funny. Apparently, that was aimed at China. Like their humor and stuff, right? So that was kind of like, hey, let's, because that's what the Transformers series like started out. America was like the biggest market, but by the end, now they're killing it in China, making yeah. like half a billion dollars. And here, you don't really hear about those movies at all. But well, yeah, I mean, it does make sense. I, I think why not? I don't know if it's going to keep going that way, or in particular, it would be cool if they did. Obviously, some of the smarter people are trying to get involved, but I mean, you're not going to get Steven Spielberg being like, hey, let's get this Chinese company to do it because that's who I want to do, you know. That's right. What I like it. But, um, yeah, I mean, Mission it's, Impossible was... It was good. It was fun. Like, and as I said last week briefly, I think when we, t- when we touched upon it, it's like, I will go see Tom Cruise in anything mm-hmm. because he, regardless of what you think, and we, yeah, we did talk about it, didn't we, last week a little bit because um, of the Top Gun thing. Right. Um, like, 
I'll go see him in, in anything. I don't care whether he's crazy outside. I don't care about his Scientology shit. You just know that when you go see a Tom Cruise movie, you're going to have you're going to like it. You're going to have a certain amount of fun. Well, he's one of those actors that I think brings up the the rest, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. Mm. Like I think he's an actor where whenever he's in a movie, everyone else is going to take it very seriously because yeah. they know there's a lot of eyes on them yeah. and they're going to do their best work. He's a pro. And I like the way like he just he just can he's believable as everything that he does. Yeah. The only th- the only thing th- the only movie that I saw him over the last couple of years that I've not really liked him in was Jack Reacher. Did you ever watch that movie? No. It's kind of a weird like mishmash between Mission Impossible and um, like the uh, what was it the, the Harrison Ford the A Clear and Present Danger the Tom Clancy stuff. Right. You know the one that Ben Affleck did one of and uh, most recently. Who was it? It was anybody? Anybody? No. 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 The it was like a not a prequel, but I can't. Gee, I mean that's how a bit forgetful that was. So Do you I, know the movie that I'm talking about? Which one? Like the the Jack. Oh, it was Chris Pine. Jack Ryan. Yeah, Jack Ryan. Yep. That's it. Jack Ryan Shadow Great. So that Jack Reacher film reminded me of that a bit. It was kind of throwaway. But Edge of Tomorrow we talked about, right? Oh, a little briefly. bit. Was that the really Halo one? Yeah, the Halo one. That was the like the Groundhog Day, die, repeat, die, repeat, oh, die, repeat. Oh, no, I never saw that Dude, one. Dude, you need to watch that. It's so I'm good. I'm thinking, of, what's the other one he's in where he wears the suit and he's oh. a soldier? Is it Elysium? Or? No. Um, uh, that is Edge of Tomorrow. Okay, I didn't finish it then. What? Oblivion. Oblivion, that's oh, the one. Oh, Oblivion. Yeah, I Oblivion, I loved Oblivion. He, I didn't finish it. Where he flies a giant sperm cell looking spaceship around. I think my pot pie was done. M83 did. <laughs> so you missed a two hour and five minute movie to get the pot pie? Out of the oven, yeah. yeah. So I just pulled up an article here that not only was one of those companies that were at the beginning, the title card at the beginning of Rogue Nation was Chinese Alibaba company. Is an e-commerce company based out of China, right? And they were a key provider in the production of. Um, yeah, they do like mass producing of just things. So if you start a store and you need to sell like keychains, yeah, you go to them. And Rogue, they said Rogue Nation is the first English language blockbuster released with the Alibaba imprint, but far from the first American film made with Chinese audience very much in mind. But right. they did it strictly so they could pretty much get a guaranteed spot in the Chinese market to make money, which is brilliant. Right. Well, when they said Alibaba on the credits, I was like, is that the same company? And I was like, no, there's no Is that the same company that makes kebabs in a van outside (laughs) Newbury back in England? No, it's not. Alibaba kebabs. I tell you, there's a good kebab van in England called Alibaba kebabs. We're going. I believe you. Let's go. We're getting on a plane tomorrow. But yeah, so it's good to know that I'm not crazy and it is the same company. Yeah, it's it's an e-commerce group that, that... it's about consumer and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, they probably know a lot about numbers. They probably do. And about China. They probably do. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so I think that pretty much says it all. Mission Impossible 5. Would, go, we, would we recommend it. it? Yes. One, two, three. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's it's Tom Cruise's action. It's stuff two. plays up. It's, it doesn't falter. It doesn't slow down. It doesn't, like, it's just a good... Exactly what you want to pay. Oh, can I? I just got to say. Two yeses and a yeah. The fourth wall. You can print that on the DVD cover. Write it down. Two yeses and a yeah. The fourth wall. From the fourth wall. What were you going to say, Nick? I I do have to call out this one scene. I think in like James Bond films and Mission Impossible films, they'd they they pulled off really well like the partial nudity of a half naked girl. You know, to to catch the action. You know, all the action tropes. In this one, it was, was so blatantly weird. It like was I felt weird. creepy. I you, we didn't. Yeah, well, that the, was weird. Turn the, the camera. I don't want to see her side boob. In it, the trailer, <laughs> she gets out of the pool and you see her butt and everything. In the right. movie, you don't. No, but that it was, was that scene where she's changing clothes, but the camera just like kept cutting to her. Like we shouldn't be looking. Yeah, I felt like I and should it's, turn it's away. It's while Tom Cruise is recovering from just being defibrillated as well. Yeah, he's like, here's some clothes, and she's changing, and they're like, all right, Tom Cruise is half dead, but this girl is half that, naked. That was totally weird, <laughs> it actually. Was so weird. It was why, yeah, good point. I mean, I just got everything else has been natural, like yeah. in James Bond movies, it's always like the trope and has been since the very beginning of spy movies. There's always the really hot girl that almost gets naked, but yeah. doesn't. And there's that sense of purity there, but it's always in it. And for some reason, this one, it was so. It's like they had to do it. They're like, "All right, fine, just just shoot it." Yeah. And they did, and I felt uncomfortable. It's one of those things where I kind of half expect to see 
somebody write an article about that. You know, with all the sexist stuff that goes on. I'm surprised on as of late. someone it's hasn't like, yet. Because she was kind of like, a, 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 if you will, a kick ass, like, like female. Like a strong female. Yeah, character. she totally yeah. was. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I mean, she's good at fighting, she kills dudes. Like, Let's be fair, though. It's not like Tom Cruise had his shirt on the whole time. Like, girls. I mean, he had his shirt girls off once, but like, he's, to, he's. Isn't yeah. he like 50 now, Tom Cruise? Yeah, he looks great. He I mean, if I look like that age, now, but... I don't think I would wear shirts. <laughs> <laughs> just in general. He looks yeah. after himself. And he no looks more like, shirts. Yeah, it, he does. He's just cool. I mean, he's just brilliant. I'd, I'd, just... I'd, I'll tell you what, I'd go for a pint with Tom Cruise for sure. I would, yeah. Like a date? He'd be like, I'll go for a pint. A pint. <laughs> a pint of he's oil. Like, I don't, pint. I don't, don't... speak British. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does. Yeah. He, he probably... asked him to act with Simon Pegg. Who, yeah. by the way, is great at speaking English for a British person. Yeah. yeah. That he learned American English. <laughs> what? British, the language. What are you talking about? It was a joke because we were just saying how you don't speak British. Right. Lord and then like, I, was saying, wow. I was saying Simon Pegg did a good job learning English, but yeah. so, you missed that part. So, yeah. yeah so, I'm just going to call out that that weird That was sequence. weird. That's a good point to call that out. That didn't need to be in there at all. No. It, I, like, add, I, it added nothing, and it took away... I think almost the mystery, because she was a very good-looking young woman and but, i think the mystery of what was underneath it all would have kept it <laughs> would have yeah, been fine at yeah. no point at no point for when she was introduced in the movie was like man i really want to see her naked <laughs> it was just like that's a but good only character. the side of her yeah, yeah it felt just like the side, the side of her it's naked. not like if, you, if your friend started changing yeah you'd be like uh, <laughs> maybe keep your clothes off and yeah. for the record they didn't kiss either at all yeah, i movie. was fine with that yeah and that was I'm like for it that it, was cool so why show that? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was She's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It was that movie, like, at the end of the day, there's probably some bro, like, with his hat on backwards watching the movie, and he's like, man, that Mission Impossible movie was all right, but that girl's boobies. But she yeah. was hot, though. Go buy a ticket. It's that those, shit's great. It's those two guys that needed the air <laughs> level like, meter. I don't understand oxygen levels. Oh, wait, it's on his wrist. Put that oh, shit in front of the screen, and please. And damn titties, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new character for the podcast. <laughs> the bro. Movie going bro. The movie bro. The movie bro. The movie broer. We should actually find one. And a, a rare example and of bring, the movie bro. And bring them on. Bring him in into his out of his habitat. I'll yeah. do his review real Have quick. In, yeah. Yo, that girl was hot though. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite part of the movie? Oh, I mean, her boobs were like a five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> two out of two, you if you know what I mean. You have to say side boob because you don't see the boobs. Her side boob was a five out there of five. Go, yeah. I saved that in my uh, iPhone. Or it's ridiculous. Like you know, there's someone in that theater who's who laughed and is like, "Oh, that girl, though." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There. Hopefully, I'm, I'm hopefully hoping there was people came away thinking oh, that was cool, and they didn't put in a an unnecessary sex scene, and they didn't kiss for no reason. Yeah. And it was like you know. Well, I forgot that part happened until you brought it up. Right. So. I did too, because everything else was fine. Like it didn't need it. Yeah. But I'm telling you that it's unfortunate that someone probably left. Well, the like, worst. That scene the worst was when Jurassic World, when people made a big deal about Bryce uh, Howard keeping her mm-hmm. heels, heels on. on. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, please, like get a life. Just if you watch care the about movie. That, yeah. There's a dinosaurs shoot. on the screen. And you're looking at people's shoes. You need to sort your priorities out. Well, here's the best thing about that, not to go into it, but I loved it because she got asked about it in an interview and she said, I kept the heels on. It was me. She was like, if that was me in that situation, the heels would have stayed on. Right. Like, That's and great. she as a person was like, if I was running, if I was doing that, I'd still keep them on. I'm not going to like hit some glass on the floor and you know cut my feet up yeah it, it might be a, silly to some people but at least she was kind of like nah to all those know. people like non-issue listen yeah, everyone exactly. who thinks she shouldn't have been wearing shoes in jurassic world i got a message for you deal with it yeah she needs shoes How that's true that? that's a medical emergency waiting to happen if you step on a raptor claw fossil there you go she was that's running it. around stepping in mud there could be a tooth in that mud and it penetrated her foot exactly then done movie over yeah that be no real more short? bryce Dallas howard <laughs> You can't have her die. No, if she jumped off that rock into that water, what if there's another rock down there that just grazed her little toe? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Just well, saying. Yeah, right. so that should do it. <laughs> On that note, two yeses and a yeah for yeah. Mission Impossible 5. Uh, wear your shoes if you're running from dinosaurs. Don't take them off. Yep. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, well, oh. we'll be talking about Fantastic Four. And what else? There's something else. Is there um, something else? Hang on. I'm going to look it up. Because you were bringing that to a very swift close there, Mr. Slider. You did. You're trying to get out of here. <laughs> some, <laughs> someone wants to go have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, 
Fantastic Four. And the gift, the gift with Jason Bateman. That was not it. Oh, I want to go see it. Hey, I'm not paying money to see that. Do you see this? Yeah, I saw the trailer. It's like... Oh, yeah, Human Centipede 3. It's been out on iTunes forever. That shit's old news. It is old news, and I don't want to see that. What is it? 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, The Gift. Um, that's cool, but it's not the kind of movie that I want to pay money to go see. Ooh. I, I want to. I'm excited. I like thrillers. You buy me the ticket, and I'll go. I'll buy you the ticket. All right. Okay, we'll all go cool. together. Then we'll go. Yeah. I've never heard of this movie. <laughs> it's a thriller. Jason Bateman's in it. Uh, Bateman's always good in everything, but yeah. I mean... And Joel, and Joel Edgerton, directing, writing, and starring. Like him. He's cool. He's great. Yeah. Great sounds, Aussie. Sounds selfish. No, <laughs> just talented. You're just right, talented. Write a movie for yourself. But primarily, it. listeners, we're going to go watch Fantastic Four and we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about it and all day. Whatever and else we can find. What's our Twitter? Uh, uh, fourth, wait, what were we going to say before that? Fourth wall. What were we going to say before that? Is, I was going to clap. Okay, what are you, tw- Twitter. Fourth wall film cast with a four. He's shutting T-H. it down. Four TH wall film cast. And we'll see you next week. And, and thanks thanks to the squad for putting up with us. Thanks in, for David Wh- Whitmore for, for relieving me from my duties last week. You said duties. All right, well, <laughs> All right, we'll see you, so you for episode 12. <laughs> we made it. Oh, we made it. <laughs>